everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Chat About That. I'm your host, Bella. And in this episode, I'm going to be chatting about three local urban legends. Before I chat about that, I want to give you a life update. Earlier this month, I got a blue tongue skink. A blue tongue skink is a lizard, (laughs) and I got her at a local reptile expo. I'm going to be doing an entire episode just about blue tongue skinks and about reptiles in general, but I just wanted to let you know. And if you're interested in seeing pictures of my blue tongue skink gizmo, you can check out my Instagram, which I will link in the episode description. So that's all I wanted to update you about in this episode. So get ready. This episode's going to be very spooky. I'm going to be talking about three local urban legends. And when I say local, I mean local to my area. So I live in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. So these urban legends take place in in and around that area. One of them is local in Fairfax, Virginia. One of them is in Prince George's County, Maryland. And the other one, and the other one is from Point Pleasant, West Virginia. I think I'm going to start off with the one that's local to Fairfax. And this was the first urban legend out of the three that I ever heard of. I heard about this when I was in middle school, I believe. And this is Bunny Man. And if you know about Washington, D.C. urban legends, Bunny Man is pretty famous. So there's a Bunny Man bridge, which I don't believe I have ever been to or driven near um, because when I first heard about this urban legend when I was younger it freaked me out and I never wanted to go anywhere near it. So this legend has a few variations and the most popular variation of this legend is that is that Bunny Man is basically just like this crazy man who's wearing a rabbit costume and he attacks people with an axe and most of the stories occur around this Bunny Man bridge which is near Clifton, Virginia. So back in 1970 there was this crazy man who basically was threatening people with an axe and he was wearing a rabbit costume so that's kind of where this started out and the first incident was actually in October and this man and his fiance were in their car that was parked and they noticed that like something was moving outside of their car and they and shortly after they noticed all this movement their passenger window was smashed and there was this figure standing near the broken window and the man was screaming at them saying that they were trespassing on his private property and they drove away and the couple noticed that there was a hatchet in their car so yeah that is the first incident of this crazy man so they gave the police the description of this person and they said he was wearing a white suit with bunny ears and the fiance said that he didn't have bunny ears on his head but he was wearing a white suit so i mean already we're off to a great start was this person wearing a bunny suit or not was he hallucinating because he was so scared like Again, we're not sure. This was also in the 70s, so they could have been, you know. I mean, why were they out in this parked car in the middle of nowhere? You know, it's the 70s, so they they very well could have been hallucinating. And then the second incident occurred about 10 days later. A construction security guard approached a man sitting on a porch of an unfinished home, and he said that the man was wearing a gray and black and white bunny costume. 
and he was about 20 years old and the man was chopping at the porch with an axe and saying again you're trespassing if you come any closer I'm gonna kill you so that was the second incident again really weird so definitely in this instance the guy was wearing a bunny costume so it makes me think that maybe the first sighting he was so after both of those sightings, the Fairfax County Police opened investigations, but they were eventually closed for lack of evidence. And then in the following weeks, more than 50 people contacted police saying that they saw Bunny Man. Somebody reported to the Washington Post that Bunny Man had eaten someone's cat and, you know, just ridiculous things were being said. And there were a couple of different Washington Post articles about them all throughout October and November in 1970. And then in 1973, a woman who was studying at the University of Maryland submitted a research paper that basically had 54 variations um, on those two incidences. So again, this urban legend has a lot of inconsistencies in what exactly happened, but all of the sightings did revolve around someone wearing a bunny suit and holding an axe. A lot of paranormal investigators have gone to this Bunny Man Bridge and a lot of people come from different parts of the country to, you know, go to this bridge kind of like as a spooky activity during Halloween. So that is the gist of the Bunny Man urban legend. I have heard some different things regarding Bunny Man just from friends and other people in the area. I've heard that this person was an escaped mental patient from a local mental hospital, which I, I don't really believe that because at least to my knowledge, there aren't any mental hospitals in the facility. You know, this is just kids talking about urban legends. But I do think it would be fun to drive through Bunnyman Bridge. Obviously, not during October, November, and during the day, it would be fun. But yeah, that's the Bunnyman urban legend. Definitely, now that I've researched it more as an adult, it's not as scary as when I was a kid. And, you know, it seems like there's just a lot of conflicting stories and that... The original sightings, you know, did he have a bunny man costume on? And it seems like there's just a lot of different things that people have said about this urban legend. But if you're not local to the D.C. area, have you ever heard of this urban legend or something similar to it? I'd love to hear anyone else's thoughts or um, experiences with Bunny Man. In my episode description, I will include a link to the Washingtonian where they talked about Bunny Man and how it's a somewhat true story. So if you're interested in reading more about Bunny Man, you can check out the link in the description. Now moving on to the second urban legend, this is the Goat Man of Maryland. Now prior to recording this episode, I had never heard of this urban legend. And when I told my boyfriend that I was doing local urban legends, he mentioned Goat Man and said that I should talk about it. Again, never heard of this before, don't know why, but he is very interested in this urban legend and really wanted me to talk about it. I might be able to convince him to talk about it on this episode, so... Uh, stay tuned in a little bit, he might be making an appearance. So according to the urban legend, the goat man is an axe-wielding, half-animal, half-man creature who used to be a scientist who was working at the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center. And basically, the legend goes that he was experimenting on goats and the experiment backfired and he was mutated and became a goat man. So again, not a really 
believable start to this urban legend, but that's the whole point of an urban legend that it's kind of ridiculous. So basically he attacks cars with an axe and he roams around Beltsville, Maryland. And there's a couple of other variations, but another one said that he's basically just this goat man who's living in the woods alone and he kind of just keeps to himself because he's a mutated goat person. Which I kind of like the second variation of this tale better because if that was the truth, and I say truth very lightly, um, it just seems like, you know, he's just mutated goat guy who's just living out in the woods and not bothering anybody. But again, the point of an urban legend is that's supposed to be scary and weird. So he probably is, you know, a mutated person who, you know, was uh, hurt in an accident. Because that totally makes sense. (laughs) According to a folklorist in Maryland, back in 1971, so again, what's with the 70s and all these urban legends? I don't know. Uh, Seems like there's a pattern here. Someone's dog was killed and they blamed it on the goat man. And basically, um, you know, just to spark up rumors and, you know, fear in people, they blamed the death of their dog on goat man. You know, how, how did this dog die? We're not sure, but... Blaming your dog's death on a fictional person is kind of ridiculous. But again, urban legend. This folklorist also said that teenagers like to keep this story and the legend alive by just trying to scare people in the area, saying that like, if you go out at night and you're, you know, just doing your own thing, this goat man's gonna come and kill you. Again, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but you know, I think I think the uh, lore of this tale is a lot more interesting and definitely a lot more far-fetched than Bunny Man. So I have successfully convinced my boyfriend to give us some more background and information on the Goat Man. So I'm going to let you take it away. To add on to the dog that was allegedly killed by the Goat Man, supposedly the next day it was found uh, by some friends of the owner and it was beheaded. Uh, adding some credence to the allegation that he was axe-wielding. And supposedly, several other animals and other pets were found uh, with clean cuts and beheaded in a similar manner. That's all the more I've heard about it. Thank you for that insight (laughs) into the goat, ma'am. Again, prior to filming this episode, I had never heard about this. And, you know, it seems like this is definitely a more far-fetched urban legend, but... Definitely very interesting. Again, there is another article from The Washingtonian that I will include in the episode description that's talking about the urban legend and how he still haunts Prince George's County. Now, the last urban legend I'm going to be talking about is probably my favorite urban legend of all time, and this is the Mothman of West Virginia. Now, out of all of these urban legends, Mothman is definitely the most popular and probably the most um, talked about of the three. I've listened to a couple of podcast episodes on Mothman and watched a couple of YouTube videos and some smaller documentaries. The Mothman was mentioned on BuzzFeed Unsolved, so I will link that video in the episode description as well. And I'll also link the website to the Mothman Museum which I'm going to be talking about a little bit later. So in 1966, in November, so again, all of these 
urban legends have been taking place in October and November, which kind of makes me think that people are just making up stuff around Halloween time and the spooky season. But also maybe these creatures come out during October and November. We don't know. We're not the Mothman. (laughs) Anyway, so in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, in 1966 through December 1967, so for about a year, there were a lot of sightings of this man-sized bird creature, and a lot of couples um, were the ones who were seeing this creature. So basically in So the first sighting of Mothman happened on November 15th, 1966, where two young couples from Point Pleasant were driving in their car and they told the police that they saw a large gray creature with glowing red eyes basically outside of their car. And they were like freaked out and they described it as a large flying man with 10 foot wings. And this creature followed their car as they were driving. And it was like over their car and they were like, absolutely terrified and they were driving outside of an area known as the TNT area which is the site of a former World War II munitions plant. Again is this an urban legend about some creature that was like mutated or whatever you know it it all kinds of seems similar to the goat man and such but during the next few days in November of 1966, a bunch of other people reported similar things. Two volunteer firemen said that they saw it and it was this large bird with red eyes. One person commented saying that he believed the sightings were actually just a large heron, which is a really large bird. One person said that they aimed a flashlight at the creature and its eyes glowed like a bicycle reflectors and he also blamed the disappearance of his dog on the creature and that there were also weird buzzing noises coming from his television that were apparently caused by the mothman and a biologist told reporters that the descriptions of the mothman all fit descriptions of the sandhill crane which is also a very large bird that has a seven foot wingspan and has um reddish a reddish coloring around its eyes so so this biologist obviously believes that this was not a mothman that it was just misidentification of a crane and that crane was not native to the region so people obviously didn't know what it was because they had never seen it before we didn't have the internet back in the 60s so people definitely would not have seen a large strange bird if they had not been in the region where that bird was native. So in December of 1967, the Silver Bridge collapsed, and this is in West Virginia as well, and 46 people died, and the incident gave rise again to this legend, and they connected this collapse of the bridge to Mothman, because there were Mothman sightings near that bridge, so people were saying that, you know, maybe he caused the collapse or something like that. And there was a book in 1975 called The Mothman Prophecies, and it's all about the Mothman and, you know, weird supernatural things that were going on in Point Pleasant, and it was also made into a movie in 2002. And then in 2016, a, a supposedly a photo of Mothman was taken by an anonymous man while he was driving, and science writers said that it was basically just a bird um, or an owl just... You know, it, it was, a, again, a misidentification of a bird. So that is basically the history and the, the main sightings of Mothman. But what I want to talk about and why I absolutely love this or religion the most is because the town of Point Pleasant, instead of 
trying to distance themselves from the Mothman, have embraced Mothman. And people from all over the country come to Point Pleasant and go to the Mothman Museum and the town square where they have this giant statue of Mothman. And basically, Point Pleasant turned it into a tourist attraction and really cashes in on it. And the people of Point Pleasant, and again, if you watch the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode that's linked in the description, they go to Point Pleasant and they experience all of this amazing Mothman craziness down in Point Pleasant. So there's a pizza shop that has a pizza that's shaped like a Mothman and the statue in the town square, which I'm not going to give a description of the statue because you just need to look it up because it's it's so epic. The statue is absolutely amazing. So kind of like Roswell, New Mexico, they've taken this legend and, you know, cashed in on it. They have a museum and they have, you know, tons of tourist attractions that you can go to down in Point Pleasant. And they really embrace the Mothman, which I love. I, I love when something weird happens or, you know, there's an urban legend or a tale and the town that it happens in decides to embrace it instead of being angry and annoyed by it. And like I mentioned earlier, I will link the website for the Mothman Museum in the episode description. But you can go to the museum and you can see the newspaper clippings and photographs and really just learn more about the legacy of Mothman and all of the, you know, actual encounters that these people had are, you know, in those newspaper clippings. And they've, they've turned it into this, you know, historical museum, but also a way to cash in on this craziness of the Mothman. And they also have an annual Mothman festival in September, which is absolutely crazy. Like, I just, I, I know I keep saying this, but I just love how they've completely embraced this and made it into this, you know fun thing that the the people in the town can do and to really celebrate. I think it's I think it's really funny and just a really clever way to deal with uh, an urban legend that happens in your town. So I am obsessed with Mothman. I think that it's just a really cool urban legend and you know, after reading into more of the information about it, it does seem like it if you're a skeptical person, it could seem like this was all a misidentification of birds. But I like to believe that there's a Mothman out there and he's just chilling and, you know, maybe the town is friends with him. And I don't know. I think I think those people down there know more than we know. <laughs> and definitely after quarantine is, you know, done and it's safe to go places, I would love to visit Point Pleasant and go to the museum and eat that Mothman pizza and see that beautiful statue up in person. <laughs> and who knows, maybe I could potentially visit during September and go to the Mothman Festival. I think that would be really fun. The town of Point Pleasant is also very cool. It's very historic. And if you see pictures of it, it, it looks just like the past and the place is really well preserved. And I think it's just, it has this small town charm. And I think it would be a really fun place to visit in general, not just because of Mothman, but just seeing, you know, a small little historic American town is always really cool. And I, I really appreciate areas that have kept up the buildings and, you know, have really preserved the history. I really love, I really love, um, cities and towns that do that. So I think it would be really cool to visit. So that's everything for this episode. I hope you enjoyed learning about these local urban legends. And if you haven't heard of any of these, I highly recommend that you check out the links in my description to learn more about them. Check out that BuzzFeed Unsolved episode. I love that. I really just wanted to talk about these urban legends because I'm really interested in things like this and interested in, you know, 
weird things and obviously spooky things. I love Halloween and I love crazy urban legends and cryptids and just like supernatural stuff. So I'm really happy that I was able to talk about all of that in this episode and especially because they're all like local and I use local you know loosely but they're all pretty close by to where I live so it's cool that there are these weird urban legends that are going on kind of right in my backyard. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a very happy and safe Halloween if you're listening to this the day it's posted. And if you're listening to this after it's posted, I hope you had a very happy and safe Halloween. And like always, stay safe, stay classy, stay spooky, and I will chat again with you soon. Goodbye. <music>